I'm Father Ron Shibley, founder and director of the Anglican Internet Church, and I welcome you to the second day, December 26, in the 12 days of Christmas. The key word for today is forgiveness. On the Anglican Church calendar, December 26, it is also the feast day of St. Stephen, the proto-martyr. Jesus himself made the concept of forgiveness a central doctrine of the Christian faith. When the disciples asked him to teach them to pray in Luke 11:1, 1, he responded with the Lord's Prayer. Scripture includes two versions, the long form in Matthew 6, verses 9 to 13, and the short form in Luke 11, verses 2 to 4. In the Roman Catholic tradition, it is known as the Our Father. In the Russian Orthodox tradition, it is known as Ajnash. Old Church Slavonic for Our Father. The illustration is a late 19th century opaque watercolor over graphite on gray wove paper, one of the dozens of Life of Christ scenes painted by French artist James Tissot between 1886 and 1894 A.D. from the collection of the Brooklyn Museum. The Lord's Prayer was offered by Jesus in response to the request of several disciples. Lord, teach us to pray in Luke 11, verse 1. The second of the six petitions he offered in the Lord's Prayer is directed to the Father. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Using the Anglican Book of Common Prayer text in Luke 11, verse 4. For more on the trespass, trespasses issue and the difference between trespasses and debt, See the trespass, Trespasses entry on pages 227 to 228 in the AIC bookstore publication, The Layman's Lexicon. Information about all our AIC bookstore publications can be found by using the virtual bookstore link at the bottom of the homepage at www.anglicaninternetchurch.net or directly using my Amazon author central page https colon right slash right slash www.amazon.com right slash author right slash Ronald hyphen E hyphen Shibley. Please note that everything after dot com must be in lowercase letters. Christians who frequently say the Lord's Prayer should not forget that there is a corollary to the doctrine of forgiveness. It is spoken by Jesus himself just two verses later in Matthew 6, verse 15. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Jesus repeated the corollary twice more in Matthew 18, verse 35, and in broadened language in Luke 6, verse 37, Judge not, and you will not be judged. Condemn not, and you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. December 26 is the feast of the first Christian martyr, St. Stephen. The illustration is a 19th century stained glass window, probably somewhere in Eastern Europe, showing in traditional style the instrument of his death, a stone. His story is told by St. Luke in Acts 6, verse 8, through Acts 7, verse 60. Accused of blasphemy, Stephen, risking certain death, 
refused to recant his belief in Jesus. He recited to his accusers their own long history, disobedience of the Lord their God, worship of idols made with hands, murder of God's prophets, failure to listen to the message of the archangel Gabriel in the Annunciation, and their murder of the, quote, just one, unquote. Near death from stoning, Stephen followed Jesus' instruction in the Lord's Prayer. He prayed to the Father in Acts 7, verse 60, Lord, do not charge them with this sin. St. Stephen's act set a high standard, and his words still offer us today a guide on how to practice forgiveness, especially under difficult circumstances and in the presence of danger. The illustration is an early 19th century Russian Orthodox icon at a monastery at Mount Athos, Greece. St. Stephen's accusation against the Jews concerning their responsibility for the murder of Jesus should not be taken as an accusation that applies to all Jews today. The Church over the years developed the doctrine that these were individual acts of individual people and that we should not blame the Jews as a people that they remain God's chosen people. We are further to understand that at the last day when Jesus returns to be our judge, the Jews will be offered a final opportunity for reconciliation with God and Christ, offering hope of life in the everlasting kingdom. The illustration is an apse fresco of Christ Pantocrator with angels and saints painted in the 13th century at the Basilica of St. Ambrose, in Milan, Italy. In addition to the model of St. Stephen the Proto-Martyr, there are other scriptural lessons concerning forgiveness. The first is the example of God the Father in sending his only begotten Son, through which he offered mankind a path to forgiveness of the sins of all mankind since Adam and Eve, and life everlasting in the kingdom, that is found in Matthew 1, 18-25, and Luke 2, verses 1 to 20. The illustration is a 19th century nativity scene in stained glass at St. Gertrude's Church, Stockholm, Sweden, designed and made by the firm of F.X. Settler of Munich. The second example is Jesus Christ speaking from the cross, asking the Father to forgive those who had nailed him to the cross, saying in verse 34 of Luke chapter 23, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. The illustration, what Jesus saw from the cross, is an opaque watercolor over graphite on gray wove paper by James Tissot from his Life of Christ series, painted between 1886 and 1894, and now in the collection of the Brooklyn Museum. Finally, there is the example of forgiveness at the church level in the sacrament of penance confession. This sacrament, one of the seven sacraments of the traditional church, has its scriptural authority in John 20, verse 23. In his post-resurrection appearance in the upper room, after having breathed the Holy Spirit upon the disciples, Jesus said, If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. It should always be remembered that it is God who does the forgiving and not the priest or the church. The illustration is a 6th century icon of Christ Pantocrator at St. Catherine's Monastery, Sinai, Egypt, 
traditionally said to be the oldest known icon of Christ and to have been commissioned by the Byzantine emperor Justinian for the new monastery in Sinai. On this, the second day of Christmas, December 26th, the Feast of St. Stephen, the Proto-Martyr, and every day from now on, we must each find it in our hearts to forgive those who trespass against us. Christmas season is thus a time for joy, but also self-examination of your life and an opportunity to set aside the grievances accumulated during the year, especially the small ones that can gnaw away at true Christian spirituality. If you have not already done so, I urge you to take this opportunity to forgive both your friends and your enemies the little grievances before they grow into big ones. The illustration is the stoning of Stephen, an illumination in tempera and gold on parchment from the Benedictional of Ethelwald, produced near Winchester, England, for the sitting Bishop of Winchester. The story of Stephen's selection as a deacon is recounted in chapter 6, and his trial and execution by stoning in chapter 7 of the AIC bookstore publication, The Acts of the Apostles, annotated and illustrated with the illustration on page 59. The book is available using the virtual bookstore link at the bottom of the homepage or directly using my Amazon Author Central page https colon right slash right slash www.amazon.com right slash author right slash ronald hyphen e hyphen shibley please remember that everything after dot com must be in lowercase letters the music for this episode is an adaptation of the 19th century christmas carol by edward hamilton sears it came upon the Midnight Clear. Please join us for the third day of Christmas, December 27th, the Feast of St. John the Apostle, Evangelist and Theologian, when the key word for the day is peace. This program has been a presentation of the Anglican Internet Church. We invite you to visit our website and make use of its resources at www.anglicaninternetchurch.net. Thank you.